0: You are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry
1: good day beautiful bountiful beloved immortal beings and good looking people remember you're good looking because you're always looking for and finding the good Good and abundance, overflowing, one of the most remarkable, interesting, and impactful people you'll ever have the pleasure of listening to will be joining us today on The Joy of Living, which of course you've tuned into consciously and conscientiously because you know that on this particular podcast, this platform, we discuss that which is most important to you. And by the way, that's the reason you tuned in, because you care the most in the entire world about You, Y-O-U. By the way, that's very good, because when you become the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony. You create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And I want to congratulate you because at this very moment, you are joined by over 348,613 people around the world, all who've tuned in to the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore, for one reason, one reason only, so that you can become the best you possible. And our amazing, wonderful guest is going to help us do that in a wondrous way. Wait till you hear the story and all the things that are going to happen because of Jodine and her visit with us today. So as we said, you've tuned in because you know that on this show we discuss the three fundamentals of life. And when you work with these three fundamentals of life, the result will be that you'll be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? So the three fundamentals, of course, are number one, Your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, number two happens. In this case, a good number two, you go mad. Now, mad is a wonderful acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in the world. And number three fundamental is... To unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Everyday words, are a simple example. Right now, this is being carried over that magical, mystical, mythical platform called the internet. You ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, it has to do with the internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for drum roll, fanfare, da 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 da. What a wonderful world. And what is a word, right? W-H-A-T-A. What a wonderful world. Now, whenever you hear the opening bars of that amazing song that has gone viral and touched not just tens of millions or hundreds of millions or billions of people around the planet from, thank God, from Satchmo, Louis Armstrong, what do you do right away And you hear the opening bars of what a wonderful world? You smile. You can't help it. Now, SMILE is an amazing acronym that stands for... Seeing miracles in life every day. So before the pandemic, and by the time you're watching this thing, everybody knows the pandemic's over. Forget it all. The masquerade is gone. I speak to groups in person. So just before COVID hit, I was speaking to a group of 5,200 people telling the story of Barry Shore, and I'm mentioning the acronym SMILE, seeing miracles in life every day. And invariably, people raise their hands and say, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore, I've been out for hours already. I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. You have water to drink, food to eat, a place to sleep, family, friends. Every single one of those is a miracle. What's the simple proof? Simplest proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching this, listening to it, you didn't. And therefore, you have an obligation to live life exuberantly and to the full. So I'll give you a simple story. Imagine the following. Standing up in the morning, and hardy, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and that night being in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. Yes, that was me. Not from an automobile accident, not a spinal injury, a rare disease, which I never heard of the day before, took off my body and rendered me totally, completely paralyzed, a quadriplegic, nothing in my body moved. 144 days in hospital. I was two years in a hospital bed in my own home. I couldn't turn over it by myself. Four years in a wheelchair. I have braces on both my legs, from my hips to my ankles, and that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped, but I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. Now I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week, but you hear my voice positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, all because of this one word smile seeing miracles in life every day. But I got to tell you a quick story. My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago. She says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? And I thought about it. Smile, smile sounds the same. Why not? Ask, I'll come. Because she says, it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. (laughs) Out of the mouth of babes. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world that she wants to live in smile, seeing miracles in everyday life. CREATE is a great acronym that stands for causing, rethinking, enabling all to excel. It's the ability to think, to do what we call neuro-linguistic programming. It's your thoughts that determine your life. And the six most important words you could ever integrate, utilize in your being are choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Now, before we bring on amazing Jodine, I have to warn her and you in advance that I do use a lot of four-letter words. I even use the four-letter F-U word. I do it because of the shock value and it's fun. Now, of course, the world that we live in, the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, the four-letter words that we use are love, life, hope, grow, free, gift, pray, play, swim. (laughs) Those are four-letter words. And the four-letter F-U word is fun. FUN, yes, F-U, capital N, capital N. Now, PayPal raising their hands and say, hey, Barry sure Barry Sure. funds only spelled with three letters. Not in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. fund is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N, all four letters. So after the show, when you see your family and your friends, you have a twinkle in your eye and a smile on your face, remember this stands what point your finger and say, F-U, everybody. Remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. I said, where'd you get that? I said, I listened to Barry Shore, <laughs> the joy of living. And he wants to teach the world to F you, capital N, capital N. It's good for opening up conversation. What are you talking? What did you learn? And you can tell them all about what you learned today with Joe Dean, and with Barry Shore. Now, I also want to ask everybody, I urge you to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day, consciously and conscientiously. And that the result of that is you'll be happier, your family will be happier, your friends will be happier, and all living beings will benefit because of these two amazing words. And the two most powerful words in the English language are... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To harmonize and network kindness, to harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama has been quoted as saying, I've read in his writings, be kind whenever possible. And he says, it's always possible. And it's true. Now imagine you're going to your coffee, your fancy coffee shop, you order your fancy latte, and you sit down, somebody brings it to you. You say, Thank you. You go in the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, you sit down. A few minutes go by, no one brings to you, go to the counter and say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy. We'll bring it to you. Sit down, a couple of minutes go by, somebody brings it, you still say, Thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out. Somebody holds the door open for you. You say, Thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out, and somebody slams the door on you, you say thank you. You're in traffic, you're late for an appointment, and somebody cuts you off. You say, thank you. You get up in the middle of the night, and you stub your toe, and it hurts. You say, thank you. To harmonize and network kindness. Kind is a wonderful acronym that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. I can't think of anybody. Anybody that inspires noble deeds that I want to share you with, then the amazing, wonderful Jodine Theron. Jodine, please say hello to 357,220 people around the world.
2: Hello, we are full of joy.
1: <laughs> jodine is the essence of joy personified now you'll notice three things about wonderful jodine if you're watching if you're only listening i'll describe it to you number one she is a ebullient Look it up if you don't know the word. Number two, she is blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and smiling face. Number three, she's sitting in front of an oval picture of an elephant. So all I see is big ears sticking out from the top of her head. Well, now there's her trunk as well. And it's actually beautiful because Jodine is coming to us from the country of Namibia. N-A-M-I-B-I-A, Namibia, <laughs> on the southwestern coast of the great continent of Africa. And we're going to talk about all kinds of interesting things because somebody who comes from Africa, but went to, grew up in Australia and then comes back to Africa, a place called Namibia, and lives in what we'll call a mud hut village. And whose whole being is oriented towards alleviating poverty and keeping faith and making a social impact certainly deserves our attention. So what we're going to do right away is say, again, welcome to you, wonderful Jodine. And by the way, I I urge everybody, everything you want to know about Jodine, all you have to do is go to the website barryshore.com. B a r r y s h o r e Barryshow.com. Everything about Jodine will be linked there because you do want to know. She makes it, She's a mad woman. She's making a difference. <laughs> so Jodine,
2: yes,
1: Barry. Let's just jump right in and talk about what your whole reason for being is with you and your wonderful husband Herman, uh, Herman, and um, about alleviating poverty for many people that are mired in it, and what you're doing to help break the cycle. Let's discuss that right away. Would you please?
2: Of course. Thank you so much for having this discussion with me because it is so important that um, we bring this story to the world because these societies and these people have been forgotten. Um, They are just left to live the way that they have been living for thousands of years. And I think a lot of people just assume that they're happy to stay that way. But in fact, they're actually not. And so I've been living here for three years in this um, African village in a mud hut. I'm, I'm filming from my mud hut right now. And I've just been building relationships, getting to know the people and trying to understand, you know, why are they still living in mud huts without electricity, without sanitation, without any um, job opportunities or any sort of infrastructure. They're just not going forward. They're still living day to day and they're just working in the cornfield. So um, when you start talking to these people, you know they have an awareness that the rest of the world has moved forward. They understand people have cars, electricity, they have computers, they have nice houses and they want those things as well, but they haven't been given the opportunities to move forward. And where the big gap is and where I'm trying to fill that and help them is with better education, specifically in technology, on the internet and computers, and then being able to connect them globally with organizations that are willing to hire them for work because this is the only way we're going to help them to come out of poverty. It is a global um, effort that we have to get together and say, no, it's not okay that these people are being left behind by society. And so that's really what I'm here to do.
1: Well, we're first of all, I'm honored that you're with us today. Uh, it's absolutely important to be able to bring to people wherever they live. Now, in this case, it's Namibia, which I would say maybe one-tenth of 1% of the people watching and listening even know where it is, but go scramble and do your search and see where it is on the map. And then what I'd like you to do is understand that where Jodine and her husband live is in the far northeastern corner of Namibia. Uh, It's in a game preserve area, so it's quite pristine and such. But pristine is nice for people living in the Western world, uh, but pristine for people who have, we'll call it subsistence living. In other words, like you say, literally what we call scratching out, eking out a living from the earth by planting corn and somehow living on the corn, not just having a a bountiful harvest and selling it into into the marketplace, but literally using it to maintain life and limb and therefore not gaining the benefits of what we call the 21st century. So let's unpack a few things if we can, Jodine. One is... What, how did you even begin to decide that Namibia was the place you wanted to be? Obviously, you married an Namibian man, but where did you meet your husband? And that this is what you and he want to dedicate your lives to, which is not so much helping people come out of poverty, but to break the cycle of poverty so that second generation, third generation after you are no longer mired in that terrible mindset, which by the way it is, like you said, education is the key. So how to tell us about a little bit about your journey to get to the point where a woman living in Australia comes to Namibia. <laughs>
2: So yeah, I was happily living in a uh, city lifestyle in, in Perth, Western Australia. And I love Perth. I still look at it like my home. My family is there. And I met my husband online. And so um, I flew over to Namibia to meet him. And then shortly after that, we got married. And so, of course, I said, no, I want to come to Namibia. And somehow, you know, with, within my spirit, I just feel like, I always knew that I was going to go to Namibia, even as a small child. I remember my mother telling me about Namibia, where she came from. And I just always had this really deep desire to go to Namibia. And so when I when I finally came here, I just felt like I'm supposed to be here. There's something that I'm supposed to do here. And um, my husband, he's got a job working with local communities here. Uh, His company helps them to harvest a local plant that grows here. So that actually gives them some income, yearly income, but it's very small. And so he was already used to um, going to very rural areas and being in touch with these village um, people. And so I actually, uh, the first year I met him, I went traveling around with him for work. And we would sleep in tents and we would sleep in the wild and we would go to these villages. And I just loved meeting all these people. And, you know, I just said to him, "Um, I think that we should live in one of these villages because I really wanna get to know the people. And for me, I thought, you know, if I really wanna try and understand where they come from, what they're struggling with and how I can help them, I wanna be close to them. I wanna be part of their community and I wanna build those trust relationships with them. And so uh, we got uh, permission from one of the village leaders that we're able to stay in the community. Um, They have a very traditional way of doing things here. And so they gave us permission. And so we've been here since then. And I've just been building relationships, um, listening to the kids from school, all the things that they struggle with. The schools are actually really really poor here um they might have one textbook for the whole class and if they have to study for an exam whoever has the textbook you know he's the one that's probably going to do better in the exam and the rest of the kids just have to um do exams from memory um so uh it's it's really like starting from that young age that they struggle so much there can be one teacher and 100 students So education, obviously, is a huge gap. Um, Next to that is that the children don't really have any future to look forward to because for them, um, the only thing that they know that's going to happen in their future is working in the cornfield. So that's what their whole lives revolve around. And so I really just wanted to open up that gap and... Um, Me being here in a mud hut myself, a part of the community, is proof that it is possible to A, get on the internet and B, have a business or have a job. So um, this is sort of the concept that gave me this idea. Well, if I'm able to be here, even though I'm in a rural village where there's no electricity, there's no infrastructure, I'm able to get access to the internet. Right now, we are doing a, a live stream. So there's no problem with connectivity. And so that was, for me, the solution that brought it all together.
1: Let's begin to unpack some of this monumental, wonderful, magnificent work that you and your husband are doing and to bring to bear for people who have no conception whatsoever of what a mud hut village is. Let's, let's go to some basics. In the village that you live, approximately how many people?
2: So um, I would say in, in this area where I am, um, there would be maybe about 200 people. Now there is a there's village upon village upon village. So there's a whole strip of just villages that is, is practically almost touching each other. Um, so there and
1: might be, there might be let's say let's take a number 200 people per village. But there might be within a radius of, let's say, uh, 10 kilometers, there may be 30 villages. Is that fair? Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, if if you were to look at the um, location where we are based, it's a very thin strip uh, in the northern parts of Namibia. Basically, that whole strip, that whole area in Namibia is all just villages along that whole strip.
1: By the way, is it a fertile strip in the sense that uh, people are planting corn? Are there any other uh, crops like potato or uh, wheat or anything else that people grow that uh, is able to be in that area? In other words, is it a fertile place or is it very dry and and unforgiving?
2: So it's, it's both those things. In the winter, it's very, very, very dry, uh, but in summer, it's... It's got lots of rain and it's quite semi tropical in a sense, so it's actually both of those. So, for six months of the year, people do not grow anything because it is so dry and so harsh and so hot. Um, but in the summer months, when it is raining, that's when they do uh, plant all their corn. They also grow millet, um, they also grow like wild beans, wild um, watermelon. Um, there's lots of, like, papaya and fruit mangoes, uh, ki- um, guava. I don't know if you know that fruit, yeah? So um, that's the sort of things that they eat here. But the okay. majority of their staple food is corn.
1: Right. But by the way, on, on some levels, it's very interesting that there are not a lot of processed foods available in the villages, um which by the way is sometimes the bane of existence for westerners in other words processed food is not that good for you wholesome foods are much better but obviously now i'm presuming and please correct me if i'm wrong you're now working with us over the internet in a mud hut or somewhere near a mud hut and it's it's not obviously it's not a hard wire uh, connection it's through a satellite that you're getting internet is that correct
2: so the way the internet works here is I have a, like a modem that is wireless and it connects through the mobile phone tower and that's how I'm getting internet. It's almost like if you were to just get internet through your phone, but you actually have a modem and that's how I'm connecting to it.
1: Okay, so <clears throat>
2: are mobile
1: phones uh, readily available in villages where you live?
2: Yes. Actually, there are a lot of people that do have phones, but they don't tend to have smartphones. They just tend to have very simple, like Nokia-type phones.
1: Fine, but at least they're able to communicate with a phone. So they're touching yes. the 21st century. But really, the key is, as you said, education, the ability to bring in information on a regular basis through laptops. So do people have access to laptops or is it very rare? In other words, Jodine and Herman have a laptop. Are you the only one in the village with a laptop or are they somewhat available?
2: They're not available at all. So uh, the majority of people have never seen a computer before. Um, I would say only the ones that have ever gone to a university or have studied some um, diploma or a certificate might have been in contact with a computer, but the majority of people here have never seen a computer before. So that's part of what I'm trying to do with my, with my current project is that I'm trying to find sponsorship. And so you can sponsor a villager to get computer training and I will be purchasing a lot of computers and putting up a building and then training the people.
1: Oh, this is so exciting. So let now go to a very, Simple question. Is English the lingua franca of the village? Or obviously the native languages are for each village, but do are people also capable of speaking English regularly?
2: Absolutely. Uh, English is actually the national language of Namibia, and it is taught in all the schools. Um, but the problem is just that grammatically, they're not taught very good English because the teachers don't really care to teach at a very high level.
1: Again, but the, the genius of this is that thankfully English is a available. And when you bring in your computers, uh, of which God willing this show and others will be able to bring you enough for everybody in the, all, the whole strip, wherever you want, uh, they'll be able to at least begin to utilize the keyboard and understand some of what they're doing so that those, like in any situation, out of every hundred people, you'll have five that excel, five that are very hard to teach, 30 in the middle that will be able to get better than they were, and bring everybody else along. So I hope that part of what you're saying here is that the ability to have uh, computers will... Obviate the necess- necessity for physical books at the moment, even though books are very important, in my humble opinion. I think books are more important than computers sometimes because <laughs> to hold something tangible and walk with it, go on to the fields and just sit wherever you want, it, it's a truly remarkable situation. But computers will be able to bring to remote villages in northern Namibia the genius of the 21st century and break the cycle of poverty, is that correct?
2: Yes, absolutely, 100%. And, um, you know, it's been proven that this is the key to come out of poverty. If you're looking at countries like India, the Philippines, even South America, where people have got access to the internet, they can buy computers, they're able to get themselves out of poverty, they're able to provide for their communities and for their families. And so this is something, unfortunately, That has been left a little bit behind in Africa and I think it is because there's so much fraud and things happening here that they haven't really pushed so much I mean it is extremely difficult I come from Australia where I had an online business and Barry it is extremely difficult to start an online business in Africa you can have no access to merchant accounts you cannot have PayPal none of that it's very very difficult and so Because I have access to those things from Australia, I'm able to help the people here. But by themselves even, if they wanted to be an entrepreneur online, it is really difficult.
1: Uh, You don't need me to say this, but ready? Yay, Jodine! (laughs) Yay, Jodine! Uh, I am remembering something from my my boyhood, uh, reading about Dr. Albert Schweitzer. And going into deep, uh, a great doctor from Europe uh, who decided to go into the deepest part of what Africa, Congo area, and mm-hmm. dedicate himself to bringing medicine and healing to not just villages, but for miles around people would come. And it made a difference in the lives of generations. And after our break, I'm going to come back and talk to you about the power of one person and and what it means, what you're doing, and the ability to know what exists and what can be and to literally look at, let's say, a five-year-old boy and a girl right now that you know neighbors in your mud hut village and know that when they're 15 and 20, that they will have a different access to the world than their parents. And then the next generation Absolutely. after that. And it's, it's really quite not. Uh, by the way, do you speak the local language at all? Or is it you communicate with everybody in English?
2: I communicate in English, but I am learning a bit of way
1: And by the way, with that funny accent, that's another story. That means if <laughs> I come to visit Namibia in your village, I'll hear people speaking with an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, let's just ask one quick question as a cliffhanger. Then we're going to do a, a brief break from our sponsors. And that is really uh, now that we're talking about breaking the cycle of poverty, and God willing, you'll have enough computers that you want. Uh, have you considered teaching the kids how to do coding?
2: Absolutely. Um, for me, there is just no limit to what I want to teach them. Okay, I, on, that, yeah. on
1: that note, on that note, keep your seatbelts buckled, everybody. There's more Jodine coming back, and she's going to tell us how she is raising up the next superstars for the internet through coding in Namibia and beyond. We'll be right back after this brief message. Imagine the kind of place you would want to shop for your favorite fur baby pet, honestpets.co. Well, you found it, honestpets.co, not .com, .co. This is your go-to spot for the best, the cleanest, pet treats that exist anywhere in the planet. All of the brands go through a rigorous review to make sure they meet the high standards of cleanliness, health benefits, and naturalness. This site was started by a husband and wife team and it's veteran owned and that care about Pets, especially dogs and cats, and coming soon, bird treats. These are very nice young people who really care about making a difference because a portion of proceeds go to support veteran organizations with a focus on service dogs. This is the place where you want to go. You want to tell your friends this has the finest, yummiest, freshest, all natural treats and stuff for your fur baby. So go there, honestpets.co honestpets.co do it now hello everybody as you may know i'm 72 and recovering from being a quadriplegic at age 55 oh my now to stay active i swim two miles per day six times per week so you can imagine i know a thing or two about aches and pains and until recently i thought my aches and pains were a fact of life i had to deal with every day just part of the process of getting older and staying active and then i tried 100 percent drug-free relief factor now i've been taking their convenient packs three times a day and i gotta tell you everybody i am feeling noticeably better relief factor is giving me more oomph and less oh <laughs> The secret is its four key ingredients. Each one supports a different metabolic pathway that your body uses to respond to the inflammation that is the cause of many hip, back, shoulder, and knee pains. If you have everyday aches and pains too, remember Relief Factor is 100% drug-free and designed to be taken every day so you can get out and stay out of pain. Now, to make it as easy as possible for you to try Relief Factor, they created the three-week Quick Start Discounted Program for $19.95. That's it, $19.95. So do what I did. Go to ReliefFactor.com/joy and order a three-week Quick Start for yourself. You'll be glad you did. Again, claim your three-week. Quick start for only nineteen dollars and ninety-five cents. Go to relieffactor.com/joy. You'll thank me. You'll be glad you did. Best wishes. Bye now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking. It's always looking for and finding the good. We have good in abundance. Our cup runneth over with good and a two-legged person named joe dean living she comes from australia actually comes from south africa through namibia to australia back to namibia and the northeastern part of the country where we're mud hut village but she's speaking to us through the genius of the internet through a satellite through a modem, through the mobiles process and her whole being, her and her husband, is to break the cycle of poverty and make a true social impact and literally bring to the world the future Steve Jobses and... Uh, coders of the internet to literally lift people up and out of poverty and into the wealth that exists for everybody. We're not talking just monetary wealth. We're talking about the wealth of family life and doing good and being of benefit in the world, along with living better than they are now scratching out a subsistence level. So I want to talk about uh, your mother, because I think your mother had a very strong, positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant influence on you. I think her name is Monica. Because I asked you uh, for some quotes that really help your life. And one of them comes from your mother. I believe she wrote, without the bad, you'll never know how, the good, how good good is. And let's be blunt, for you to have left uh, Australia and to marry a man in Namibia, uh, I think that takes guts on your part, but also somebody who trusts you and believed you. And I think that was your mother. Is that true?
2: I would say that my mother has always instilled in me that whatever is going on, whatever decisions you make, just do what is right. Do what is good. And so for me it's never a question of what am i giving up where am i going is it the right thing for me to do and am i capable of doing it
1: well i'm going to make you laugh out loud you ready because yep. you you make me think about dog poop <laughs> i told you to laugh out loud you make me think of dog poop, because you know, as we everybody, by the way, we have over 365,000 people listening to us right now, Jodine, because they're fascinated. <laughs> um, so we're talking about Barry Show dog poop, because, you know, in this show, we deal with the three fundamentals. Remember, life has purpose, go mad, go make a difference, and unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms by using acronyms. Dog poop stands for doing of good, power of one person.
2: Uh-huh. And I think that <laughs> I've never I've never thought of dog poop be being so good.
1: <laughs> right. Now when you have dogs and the and the village has dogs, whenever you walk by dogs or dog poop for now on, you're going to say, Wow, this is wonderful. And you're going to tell all the kids and they're going to say, What are you talking about? Well, let me tell you what an acronym means. First letter and then and, and say, so they can go and tell all their friends and tell their friends, tell their friends, doing of good. Because that's why we're here power of mm-hmm. one person. People sometimes think, Jodine, what can I do? And say, I'm just one person. And the genius of life is with faith and believing in the good Lord who created everything, one mm-hmm. person makes a difference. That's the power of one person. That's poop. So dog poop, that's you.
2: <laughs> and you know what, Barry, I, I, I do sometimes just need to hear that from people that believe in the impossible. Because there are a lot of people that have so far told me and said to me, you know, what are you doing, Jodine? You're just one person. How are you going to get people out of poverty? Like there's so many people in poverty in Africa. What are you going to do? Right? They, they tell me to go get a job or, or do something else. And I just refuse. I refuse. I refuse.
1: <laughs> Jodine, this is what's called <laughs> the power of faith. And let me give you an acronym for faith because this is what you live, you and your husband. And by the way, not just you and your husband, everybody you touch. See, that the genius of the power of one person and the power of faith is that it has no barrier, not a mud wall, not a brick wall, not a steel wall. There can never be an end to the genius of goodness in the world. It just goes on and on and never stops faith is a wonderful acronym that stands for finding answers in the hidden it may mm. be hidden from all the people who said to you what are you doing i can do it they're going it's hidden to them But you know with faith it's not just nothing is impossible that you are making things possible and that's mm. the genius of what you're doing see it's it's the day-to-day-to-day process that all... is. Look, every human being goes through stuff. I don't care if you live in Perth, if you live in New York City, if you live in Los Angeles, or you live in a mud hut in Namibia. There are the pressures <laughs> of life, everyday situations, mm. which call upon us all to dig deep and to know as long mm. as we're serving and serving the creator, that... It's all correct, and therefore, it's not just nothing's impossible. <laughs> you make a difference. This is what social impact is. You are impact. By the way, I'd like to give you, if I may, because uh, during the break I was thinking. I, I wrote out a uh, an acronym for mud hut. You want to hear it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mud hut. Mud stands for making understanding demonstrable. Uh And HUT stands for Helping Unlimited Transformation.
2: Wonderful. I love it. And it is unlimited because I believe that what I'm doing here is not just going to help the people in Namibia. It can help all the villages across the whole globe.
1: And, And by the way, when you speak it, it becomes real. See, there's three things in life that we all understand intellectually. But once it gets deep inside of you, now you can literally what they call move mountains. When your thoughts and your words and your deeds are all aligned in goodness, then Mm -hmm. there is absolutely no barrier. And what you do doesn't just touch the people that you're talking to at the moment, again, through this medium, over the podcast, in the village sitting with one, two, five, 100, 200 people, doesn't matter. It's the ability to instill faith and hope. Hope stands for, this is you, helping others progress every day. So let's talk mm-hmm. about some of the, I want to hear some of the small wins that you've had. Can you give some examples of, let's say, a a, a 10-year-old or a 20-year-old or anybody who's been impacted by what it is that you're bringing to them with the idea of the of the internet, or just the idea that you're there to make a difference.
2: Well, it's not just the internet. Um, there are just there are so so many things that uh, you can uh, impact these people with. Um, you know, for example, you know, um, our worker that that comes in and uh, helps us with the yard and work that we need to do around here. Um, when I asked him, have you ever seen the ocean? And he said, yeah, 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 I know what the ocean is. I said, what is it? And he described to me a big, the, the big Zambezi river that's close by. I said, no, that's not the ocean. The ocean is water that you cannot even imagine how much it is. It is as far as the eye can see. And to me, it's just so incredible and amazing that these people have not even experienced the planet that we live on. And just so with the thought of having computers and being able to show them God's creation, showing them the ocean fish underneath the sea all of these things are going to be so exciting it's going to be so amazing for me to show that and share that with them and the other simple things you know like uh, then there could be very heart-wrenching ways that I help people you know there are there's a young boy here his name is Bernard there's a video of him on my Facebook if people can go watch the interview I did with him he's the sweetest boy but sometimes he has to go look after cattle instead of look if, instead of going to school. And he would come by my house because it's on the way to where he takes the cattle to drink. And he is only, um, I think he's eight years old, eight, nine years old. And he would walk all day, get up early in the morning without eating, walk all day out in the sun. And sometimes it gets like 40, 45 degrees Celsius here. He would have no food, he'd have no water, he'd come by my house and I would give him something to eat, I would give him some water and we would just talk a little while and then he'll be back out all day till sunset doing that. And to me, that's so heart-wrenching because you know he's only a young boy and he actually is very eager to learn. So on the days that he's off, he'll come visit me and then we will work on his English. You know, I will teach him how to write properly and do the ABCs and stuff like that. So that to me is very small ways, but it is so fulfilling. It makes me so happy to be able to just give back in these small ways and build relationships with these kids because that way I really understand how I can help them and the challenges and everything that they still face. And this will be a transition period for me going from taking them out of village lifestyle, like looking after cattle, Having responsibilities to help their parents in the cornfields, and then transitioning where they don't have to do those things anymore, and they can just be children.
1: Let me ask, because I'm sure it's a question for everybody listening. Also, tell us about having potable water. Is it readily available? Difficult?
2: So um, there is quite a lot of work that the government has done in putting um, boreholes. So we have access to drinking water um, in in, in most walking distance in all the villages. So the way that we get water to drink is we will go and get water from the the boreholes and we'll fill up canisters and then we'll keep them here at home. So every few days we have to go and fetch water. Um, For water that we use to shower, wash dishes, wash clothes, my husband goes with the car to the river and then he'll pump water into a a small tank, and then he'll pump that into a bigger tank at home. And so we are able to wash that way. Obviously, the local people are not able to do that, and they will just um, collect a small bucket of water and do very basic things with that. Well,
1: can people drink out of the... It's it's the Zambezi, you said?
2: No, um, the water is... Um, really not clean enough you will get sick because it has a lot of parasites and and things like that in it it doesn't flow quite uh, enough where we are to be able to be uh, clean enough to drink so we're we're only really able to drink the water that comes from under the ground
1: now even the water from under the ground must you because when i traveled around in very backward places backward not meaning they're bad, just backward places, Uh, we would not drink water even from a a well unless we boiled it first. Do people have have to boil the water or not?
2: No, we drink the water that comes from underneath the ground. So it's actually quite clean, it's nice, it's natural. Um, So we have no problems with that. How does
1: it taste? Does it taste sweet?
2: It tastes wonderful. It tastes like how God meant for you to have water, right?
1: <laughs> right. That's what I'm asking. Usually water that, yes. that comes directly from the earth has a, a sweetness to it.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's wonderful. I love it.
1: Oh, wonderful. So let's talk more. We've spoken about people and such. Just give us a, a sense of the local color because, as I mentioned to people, you do live on a game preserve area. What kind of game? And um, is there anything about the game that, in any way, uh, causes difficulty for villagers or people? In other words, uh, we're talking, still talking about what we call wild
2: animals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we definitely live in the wild here, and I've uh, had my experiences um, being in a mud hut. Uh, you know, we don't have proper roofing or anything like that. There's sort of just like a zinc roof that's held down with bricks. And so it's not really, you know, uh, closed off from nature. And I've had incidences where there's been scorpions that come in and have fallen in my bed in the middle of the night and stung me on my arm, which is, (laughs) I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. (laughs) And There's been snakes inside of our mud hut. And we have a proper door. Now, for the villagers, they don't have proper doors. They have even less protection. So, you know, these things are on the floor if they have a bit of clothes or whatever. And, um, you know, there can be snakes in there. There can be snakes that come in while they're sleeping. They have their children. And so these are the sort of things that you find around the house and inside your house. Um, in the area that we live, the villagers, they often Um, struggle during the time when they're doing their harvesting with their corn because the elephants also love corn and so they have a bit of a battle (laughs) with each other (laughs) so often during the harvest season you will hear a lot of drum playing and beating and that's their sort of way to keep the elephants away by making a lot of noise uh, it doesn't always work. I mean, the elephants are quite big, and when they want to eat, you know, nothing's going to stand in their way. Um, so that's sort of um, – there's also, like, literally near our house, we saw a hippopotamus track. So just just about a, a five-minute drive from where we are now, there's a, a river, and a, the hippo lives there. He's the local hippo that lives around here. And I had no idea that they walked so far away from where they are to go and search for food at night and things like that. And apparently the villagers tell me that they also like corn. So I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> other than that, there's there's obviously jaguars, there's um, a lot of um, deers and, and that sort of uh, game wildlife, there's giraffes um, and, um, yeah,
1: in other words, just your regular uh, downtown uh, Namibian Safari. village.
2: So By the way, when you talk about
1: scorpions, uh, I live now in a place called Henderson, Nevada, and we're in the middle of a desert, so there are scorpions hmm. here, but they tend to be very small, maybe about uh, half a thumb length. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. I'm picturing the kind of scorpions that you're talking about are f- probably larger. I don't know. Yeah. Are. And uh, are most of the snakes... Um, non-poisonous or there's a great mixture of both poisonous and non-poisonous?
2: I would say in my experience so far, just here around the house where we live, I've mostly seen very poisonous snakes. They're poisonous? Yes, they're very deadly actually, you know. Well, what um, do, you, what
1: yes. do you do when you see one? Do you have a um, a, a snake catcher? I know it's a, usually a long stick with a, something at the end. No.
2: Uh, my husband has a shovel, <laughs> yeah, so uh he would usually go out if it's a very poisonous snake and and kill it with a shovel.
1: oh dear, just another day by the way, <laughs> no no offense to anybody, but in unfortunately, in a number of cities in the United States, certainly these days and throughout the world, uh what Jodine just described is not unusual, but it's done by two legged beings, not uh these other kinds, it's, it's, it's a problem. I mean, the reality of life and the struggle for life is uh, it's serious. It's true and serious. Uh, we don't want to leave on this, note. We want to leave on a very high note. And I want to urge everybody, again, go to barryshore.com. Everything about uh, Jodine and what she and her husband are doing is there. And we urge everybody to really not just consider, but to actively participate in helping out bring the benefits of the world to people who want to live better. That's really the key to breaking out of the cycle of poverty, in my humble opinion, is that there's a desire and a need, the need we know, the desire is also there. And again, dog poop helps. But you need the help of a lot of poops, you know, people around the world Absolutely. reaching out and reaching, reaching out. And I'm going to ask you three quick questions, wonderful Jodine. Uh, the first one is, will you come back again?
2: Absolutely. Anytime I can spend time with you, it's a joy for me. Absolutely.
1: Whoa. Thank you so much. <laughs> and the next one, next question is, you have only 80 seconds for this. So gather your thoughts. What is your most fervent desire? 80 seconds.
2: My most fervent desire is that everybody can pick up the passion that I have to help these forgotten societies out of poverty. And I need people to come alongside me and live and breathe this dream with me.
1: That is a wonderful desire. And the third question is may I give you a hug in front of 363,000 <laughs> people around the world? Yes, absolutely. I love hugs. Okay, so let me tell you what hug stands for. Ready? Heartfelt, mm-hmm. unlimited giving. Heartfelt, unlimited giving. So on the count of three, wonderful Jodine. One, two, three. <laughs> you've tuned into consciously, conscientiously, the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore. And the joy of living can be summed up in one word, giving. And you've heard from one of the great givers of the world, wonderful Jodine Theronch, living with her husband in a Namibian village in northeastern uh, Namibia. Forgotten people, she says, but we can bring them out of the forgottenness and break through the poverty, through faith and social impact. And remember, you tuned in for one reason only, not because of Jodine, even as wonderful as she is, or Barry Shore, because he's so great, not because of them, because of you. Because you care the most in the whole world about you. Why are you? When you're the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And remember, when that happens, you use the three fundamentals of life. You'll be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? The first is live life with purpose. When you live a purpose-driven life, you go mad. You become, you make a difference. Like Jodine, she's a mad woman. And the third is to unlock (laughs) Power in the sequence of everyday words and terms like WWW, what a wonderful world, smile, seeing miracles in life every day, or as my eight-year-old niece says, seeing miracles in everyday life. Create the kind of world you want to live in, causing, rethinking, enabling all to excel. Just like Jodine, that she thought about it. She says, I'm here to make a difference. And she does. She created a whole world. And used the six most important words in the English language so to internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. As Jodine has done, choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Use four-letter words. But, of course, the four-letter words that we use are love, life, hope, for, grow, free, gift, pray, play, swim four-letter words, and tell the world to F you, capital N, capital N. Say, where'd you get that? So Barry Shaw wants to teach the world to F you, capital N, capital N, and bring that forth and use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day, consciously and conscientiously, and you'll make a difference for yourself, your family, your friends, and all living beings. And these two words are, of course, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness, to harmonize and network kindness. So from Jodine and Barry, we're going to give a blessing to the whole world. And our blessing is go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. (laughs) Go mad. Go make a difference. Jodine, don't go away.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at veryshore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends too.